welcome to another episode of That's What She Said with Zach and Nicole. Awesome. You threw me off a little bit when you said our full, <laughs> our full uh, I government like official episode. name. Why, you expect <laughs> I'm going to say one of two things, okay? I, I can't surprise you every episode with your, what I yes, say. You can. There's only two things two. I'm going to say. It's either TWSS, <laughs> oh, actually three. TWSS, that's what she said, or both. It's It's... <laughs> happens every single time we do this i know you just throw me off every time and i just i can't help it um got quite a few things to talk about um which we'll get into most of our discussion later on in the episode like we normally do so Mm -hmm. falcon winter soldier premiered on friday so that we have a few things to discuss with that Zack snyder's justice league premiered thursday and we have a lot to discuss with that, too. We won't get started on that yet. Um, but, yeah, just a, we had a long weekend with premieres. Long weekend. So, uh, so, starting off with, though, we do have a little couple things. Um, the Batman wrapped filming, I believe, a week ago. So, that's exciting. So, March 4th, 2022, the Batman with Robert Pattinson, our bats, will premiere. Then we got High Fidelity in One Night in Miami star Kingsley Bender has been cast in Marvel's Secret Invasion. A lot of people were going to town with this because now he will be the villain. So a lot of people are trying to guess what is going on with that. Who knows? I've stopped guessing mm-hmm. with Marvel. <laughs> after <True>. I lost <laughs> Good idea. After I lost every bet with WandaVision, I just give up. <laughs> I got actually yelled at by friends. Do not bet on Marvel anymore. So <laughs> I know. I, bet I know the life. friends. Yeah, you probably do. Um, and then Avatar. We discussed this already. But Somebody owes me money. <laughs> I never bet money. I did not bet money. I just oh, said. Oh, you didn't bet money. No, you're right. I just I mean, said I'm confident. That being said, you have eight days for Hercules. Skylar Schuler, for- please help me. <laughs> Eight, nine days to Hercules. In case you forgot, but yeah, I really did forget though. I know you did. I've been I've been Gen- keeping track of this the whole time. I'm really excited about this one. Did I bet money on that? Uh, I think I, I think bet so. ten dollars. To be honest, I think so. I'm never gonna learn. Nope. Listen. I was 99.9% sure with WandaVision, and I lost that. So you know what? Ever since that. Um, but yeah, so Avatar reclaimed the top spot after surpassing Avengers Endgame. They just needed $7.4 million. And the first mm-hmm. night, they surpassed it with 3.4. And then after Saturday, they topped it. So we won't get too into that. Our, our listeners don't need to <laughs> hear all that. <laughs> Somebody's a sore loser. Not a sore loser. I'm just a... Sore winner. <laughs> Just kidding. Concrete Cowboys starring Idris Elba, Caleb McLaughlin, Jarrell Jerome, Method Man, Lorraine Tissant, and Byron Bowers start streaming on Netflix April 2nd. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I might check that one out. Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kalua. I hope. Just roll through it, baby. I'm sorry. Both earning Best Supporting Actor Oscar noms for Judas and The Black Messiah, despite the film having no obvious lead. Very cool for them. Happy happy that they got that recognition. Um, Chadwick Boseman was also nominated for Best Actor for Moraine's 
And I always forget the rest of Black the Black Button. Yes. And then Viola Davis was also nominated for Best Leading Actress. So, mm-hmm. very exciting. Um, I know you haven't watched the In the Heights trailer yet. I have. <laughs> I've just been so busy. The I, only thing I, I will say... I will say that it was it it is one of the very few trailers that have given me chills, and it's also mainly because I have like there haven't really been any like Broadway shows out as live action films in a while, other than Hamilton that yes. we got over COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of hopes for this. The trailer, the second, the first trailer was really good, and then the second trailer came out last week, and it was freaking phenomenal. Just everything you want in a trailer. And it's coming out a week early, June 4th, I believe. So, June 4th or June 11th. They're releasing it a week early. But you know, it does change things. And also, because you know that a lot of stuff's probably going to start coming out more in the summer. So, they're probably trying Mm -hmm. to not compete, which is kind of a good thing. Um, Corella trailer two came out. A lot of people are saying that there's... I, have you seen that one yet? The second trailer for it? No, I haven't seen the second one. These trailers I haven't seen yet. I've been I mean, the second trailer is pretty stuff. much the same thing as the first one. Um, just a lot of people saying Joker vibes. Like Joker yeah, with his background, that. which I do see. And I love I love that we're getting a film with Emma Thompson and Emma Stone in one film. Mm-hmm. That is... It, it's phenomenal. Um, but it was a good trailer. Definitely keeps you on your toes. I think it's coming on Disney+. Plus. Um wonder if they're going to make us pay $30 for it. Yes. You think so? Mm-hmm. I'll wait. <laughs> Bolt? <laughs> wow. Well, I'm so I, sorry to any Disney fans. What, what I've heard is that Disney is experimenting with the prices and content and trying to figure out what is the right kind of content at the right price um i think with mulan they failed because it was there was a precedent it was the first time they're doing it raya and the last dragon seems to have warmed up a lot of people to the idea um and it really depends on the pull for emma stone and yeah. i guess also the success of possibly Black Widow coming out, whether that's the what prices I was gonna ask. will change. Is Corella is Corella supposed to come out before Black Widow or after? Do we know? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. But I'm sure either Corella's gonna change Black Widow's trajectory, or Black Widow's gonna change Corella's trajectory in terms of the amount of money for it. Corella because I think those are two big prize fighters in, in this fight, you know? Those are big... Movies. I'm not surprised that Corella is going straight to VOD. Um, I know Black Widow right now is probably going to be Disney's... I don't, And I hate, I hate using these terms, but... It's going to be supposedly their biggest moneymaker coming back to the theater. So I think mm-hmm. that they're really hoping for it. I think because they're so quick to um, send out all these films already. Like Ryan the Lost, the Last Dragon coming out on VOD. Cruella coming straight to VOD. So I think that they're just really waiting for that film, which could be, which could be Black Widow. 
Um, mm-hmm. This is May 28th, so that means the trajectory for Black Widow is going to determine. Yeah, but the thing I, is, I still feel Black Widow is going to be 30 bucks. You know, Suppose, I don't think I don't think they're gonna change it for Black Widow. Like, if, if it's the no, cash they cow, want Black Widow that we to believe it's gonna on. be, it's gonna be at least thirty bucks. It, it may be fifteen, because I I think <laughs> I think May seventh it's supposed to come out. You're this more year. likely gonna get people in if it's fifteen than it's thirty. They may drop it for Black Widow and think, okay, if we drop it. The amount of people who are gonna get it anyway is we're probably gonna make our money back even if we drop it. You know the math. Yeah, but is do you work think out. that if so, say if Black Widow does really well in the theaters, do you think that they're gonna release Cruella because Cruella does come out? What would that be? Um, Memorial Day weekend, which is the same day as A Quiet Place Two, mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that Disney is gonna want to compete with Warner Brothers? Yeah. And Universal. Well, obviously, yeah, but we'll have to see. I don't know. They could change the trajectory if Black Widow does really well in theaters, like if they do decide to release it, because I think they said it's going to be a last-minute decision. What do you mean as far as if it's going to be on Disney Plus or if it's going to be on in in theaters? No, no, no. Black Widow, they said, is going to be a last-minute decision if they're going to release it or if they're going to stall it again, because they said they don't want to go into VOD. I feel so bad for ScarJo, because she has... Been through hell and back with Disney and Marvel. <laughs> Twitter kills I me, mean, let me just say that. At some point, you gotta say F it, right? Like, <laughs> at some point, just And I understand fly. where they're just, coming from, you know, but at this point, I'll pay $30 to watch Black Widow. That's I'll what pay. I'm saying, though. At some point, you just come. I didn't mind watching Cut on my TV or just Wonder Woman. It. It's, yeah. I, I, um,. <laughs> all right time for the big ones do you want to do you want to go through marvel first or or i feel like we should go through marvel first because i feel like okay. it's gonna be a li- okay um you want me to go first since it's marvel yes okay deal um all right falcon winter soldier premiered on friday um i'll get my rating last for you oh you already know my rating um I do want to watch the episode again, but I liked it. I didn't love it, but I thought it was a great first start, especially for it definitely had more of a Marvel feel, Marvel-esque feel than WandaVision did, um, which they have said WandaVision was that like quirky um, rom-com thing that they were going for, which was still great. Had that like It did have that Marvel feel towards the end, but... Falcon and Winter Soldier had that more like serious kind of tone and you kind and going into it for me at least I don't know about you but feel, going into it I knew it was going to be more like serious and kind of solemn kind of just like we were going to get the after the fact of Steve Rogers not being Captain America anymore which was obvious um I loved seeing Rhodey in the oh spoiler alert love seeing Rhodey in <laughs> the first episode if you haven't watched it by now um first episode that was pretty great I liked seeing him come back kind of not even as like a mentor to Sam but kind of just like that guiding person like saying like because they both lost their best friend so it was nice to see like two guys leaning on each other like and in the freaking memorial for captain I was like oh they had to do this um which I feel like all these shows coming out and 
the upcoming films, I feel like they are going to touch on Endgame because Endgame did have that impact for future films and shows. So I know, so going into it, I expected the touch on that. Like I like that they're not just breezing it under the carpet, that they're touching on, okay, this is the effect. I like that Sam was kind of like, okay, there, no one can really touch on Captain America or Steve Roger, Captain America's legacy. So I'm not going to actually be him. I'm just going to be myself, which I really, really loved because I lo as much as I love him as like the next captain, I think him as Falcon is such like a, a, an empowering story for him. And it, whatever. Um, Bucky, his PTSD, loved that. Loved seeing that everything's catching up to him, that he is now like realizing what he did. That storyline in the first episode was really good. Um, not much. I, I think... Going into the series, I forgot that Sharon Carter is going to show up probably next episode. I'm not theorizing, but I she's going to show up eventually. Zemo is going to show up. Um, I do like that new supporting character that helps out Sam. He was really cool. Liked him a lot. Um, the episode really took off. Six episodes. I think that'll be enough for this show, to be honest, going into it. Um, I think that it's like going to just be a get her done kind of thing and then we have Loki afterwards so I think that going into each of these shows there's something new to expect a new theme whether it's serious um but yeah so my review on that I would say the first episode for me at least I don't remember what I gave it to you last time I think I said like seven and a half or eight I would say seven and a half just because it's a first episode the first episodes usually kind of just drag a little bit mm -hmm. um but yeah, I liked his story. I liked his background. So, Sam's. Um, but yeah, that's that's my review. I thought it was a good episode. First starter. What did you think? Um, I gave it a, I gave it a six point five. Yeah. I watched it a second time, and I didn't like it any better the second time. So that's I think fair. my first response was the correct response. Mm -hmm. Uh. I did like the beginning with Sam saying, you know, this is Cap's shield. It felt like yeah. it was somebody else's. Obviously, we know that potentially along the line, he's going to pick up the shield at some point. I did enjoy the interaction mm -hmm. between Rhodey and um, Sam. I did enjoy that. I felt Bucky's story, as you said, him catching the, his past is catching up with him. I enjoyed that. Um, and the, the bit with the uh, Nagashima son was also very interesting. Mm -hmm. I love the soldier. He's going to be very fun moving forward as a comedic relief character, but I, I was very... Nervous for him? No, I, I was very invested in him from the offset, mm -hmm. which I found interesting, that I already feel he's going to be a fun character to follow. We don't know who he's going to turn no, into, I but I think he's going to be a fun character moving forward. Um. Obviously, there's great potential moving forward. Oh, the bank scene, I think, was the best part of the episode. The bank scene. You have to With remind. his sister, oh. and they're trying to get the loan at the bank. Yeah. I think that was one. That was a really touching scene, because not only do you incorporate um, the blip, the yeah. racial dynamic is also in there a little bit, and, and just the fact that, you know, even the fact that Sam is famous doesn't mean he is entitled to anything yeah. and that's a refreshing take because 
you tend to think because he's a superhero, he would just gain access to all of that. So that was fun. Fight choreography was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we expected that. Um, yeah, and the action scenes were good, but I, I, I was genuinely like, oh, yeah, that's, that's good. It feels like a Marvel film. And that's, I think, what you have to look at it as. I think this is less of a TV show and more of a a movie broken down into six parts. Which is what we said about WandaVision 2. People have to realize it's not a film, that it's just... it's their right. Well, I think the thing about WandaVision, I think that's where WandaVision and Falcon differ. And, and I, I, maybe this is too early to say, mm-hmm. but Falcon feels like a movie that's been cut up to feel like a TV okay. show. WandaVision feels like a TV show that ends as a movie in okay. a way. I, I, I felt more likely this was a TV show with WandaVision than I did watching the first episode of Falcon. But I think along the line, as the story goes and then cliffhangers come in, then you're more likely to feel that way. And I think the reason why I feel that way is the change of locations. The fact we went to like three different places within the first episode made me feel like mm-hmm. this feels more like a Marvel movie. And it feels very captain america-esque in that location change style so i don't know i maybe i'm speaking too early on it but i i left and i wasn't fully satisfied by it but i think that also might be because i saw justice league before i saw this so i may have just been riding my high on justice league and didn't but watching it the second time that's why i had to watch it a second time and i still feel something it wasn't all that I wanted it to be. Um, but again, the it's the first episode and it's going to move forward. Yeah. So it's it's way too early to be, you know, criticizing See, it. I think it was kind of the opposite. Well, I actually have two comments. Um, the, like you mentioned the blip, I just have to say that I like also that they're incorporating the blip in both shows. So I like that. I, I really do. Because it's not like we're just forgetting that it happened because it's like kind of... Yeah, it, it's it's showing how it's affected the world after five years. So I, that was that was something I had to touch on. Um, but no, I agree. I, I I watched half of Snyder Cut too. Like the first, I think I watched the first half Thursday, and that we'll, we'll get back. We'll get right into that after. But um, I was the, I was the same way. I watched Snyder Cut half, and then I watched the next night. I watched uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then I went back and watched Saturday. I watched uh, the rest of uh, Justice League. So I guess I don't know if I differ from your opinion with it, but Mm. I think just going into Falcon and Winter Soldier, I don't know. I have more opinions on it. I just don't know how much you want me to touch up on it. Um, I mean, you might as well get as much as you can now. So Falcon and Winter Soldier was our most, I don't know if it was both of our most anticipated show. But it, I think it was. Yes, because I, cause I was not sure about WandaVision before it went in. I did not know what that was going to be. I know. Um, I'm going to say right now, I have to see how the rest of the show goes. Because right now, honestly, Loki's kind of more of my most anticipated show. I think that's where I'm leading right now with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because I love how they're touching up on like the Captain America kind of vibe with the show, mm-hmm. obviously. Because mm-hmm. that's where they're trying to go. But... 
I might change my mind next episode, to be honest. I might come back next week and be like, okay, Falcon War Soldier is again my favorite, but WandaVision was kind of up there. I'm going to have to see, after these, after we watch all of this and then Loki, I'm going to have to go back to my rating system and see exactly where I'm at. But Falcon Winter Soldier, so far, I'm not disappointed. I'm just kind of like, okay, waiting to see where it picks up, waiting to see where it comes off where we go, how we lead off of it, because no one knows what's going to lead off on, because it was supposed to be the first, no, supposed to be the second, or second. I thought it was the first. Black Widow was supposed to be the opener of... Are we Black talking about phases, was... or are we talking about, like, Yeah, phases, shows? phases. Black Widow okay, was supposed yeah. to be the opening, and, now, and then Falcon was supposed to kind of lead right off of Black Widow, because they do, it was a package deal, supposed. I don't know, anyways... Not getting into that right now, but um, yeah, I don't have much else to say about Falcon Winter Soldier. Just I hope I, I'm just wanting to see where it continues to push itself and right, see how right. far we get into it and where they lead off, mm-hmm. leave off on as two characters, if they grow or if they kind of just what they do with it. Um, but that's my final thought on Falcon Winter Soldier. Cool. Do you want to start on Hugo for Justice League? He's been anticipating this since last January. I'm going to give you the floor. If you've listened to this podcast, you will know that I have a very... How should I put it? A very difficult relationship with Zack Snyder as a director. And... I was very hyped for this moving forward because I knew that I was going to see a better version of Justice League, but I didn't know how good it was going to be. This movie was phenomenal. I, I, I really enjoyed it. That's not to say that there aren't issues with it because there were very obvious issues with it, yeah. but... I loved it. I, I even wrote notes because I had to get my thoughts down. Um, so basically, to start off, you know, I would say it feels complete. It feels like a complete film. Yeah. And it kind of... <clears throat> it not only wraps up certain storylines, but it, it opens up new ones, which makes you want the Snyderverse back, which is really annoying to know <laughs> that he won't come back to do the rest of it. But, and I don't want to put spoilers in because it's still fresh, but the ending, the ending, the scenes in the epilogue kind of make you want more. And you're like, really? You're just going to give Are us that and there's going to be nothing extra... Uh, are we going to do a spoiler episode? Let's just do a spoiler episode. So <laughs> I know you want to do it. <laughs> the Martian Manhunter reveal in the middle of the film. I was like, oh my God, yeah. Martian Manhunter. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. And then he comes back at the end. And I was like, okay, finally, because we've been talking about um, Harry Lennox possibly being Martian Manhunter. And we finally get to see him in the flesh. Um, so that, that blew my socks off. Uh, getting Deathstroke. At the end, um, Mag- Magni... What's his name again? Magniolio. Fl- Magniolio. No, I don't des- know what it is. I des- just want to oh. hear you say that. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Basically, getting Deathstroke at the end was fantastic as well. Uh, Bold Lex was something I was really looking forward to. 
Um, although I liked not having so much Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that, like, if you could say that, but yeah, so I didn't enjoy that. I felt that the use of, I'm glad that Zach incorporated the use of parts, like chapters again, like the way he's, it was going to be a mini series originally. And then we, he was like, you know, F it. I'll just give him the whole movie. But he kept the parts so you could watch part one through six or whatever, whenever you wanted to. So I, I enjoyed that, but not only because it made viewing more interesting and dynamic, but also because I think it helped with the pacing of the film. I feel like each part neatly ended and the new part began very solidly. So I don't know, in a weird way, it helped me understand the movie better. Um... I felt Darkseid, I mean, Steppenwolf was a deeper villain this time, and the introduction of, of Darkseid as a final boss made Steppenwolf's downfall seem a lot less weird than it did in the original movie, because he doesn't feel like the big bad villain that he's hyped up to be in the first Justice League, in the 2017 version, while this version you feel like he's working for somebody else, and so you know he's, yes, he's formidable, but he's not the guy. So I loved that. Loved Alfred. I, I, I really enjoyed Alfred's scenes. And you can see that his relationship with Bruce is really deep. And, you know, hearing more from Jeremy Irons was, was fantastic. Uh, the Steppenwolf versus the Amazon scenes felt better and more interesting at this point. Cyborg storyline was more like an origin story within a bigger movie and I, that's not something that I noticed until afterwards that I was going through people's reviews of the film and um, Black Nerd Comedy made a comment about that and I was like oh yeah it felt like it wasn't a cyborg origin story because we're not going to get a cyborg film so fantastic um, although I love seeing more from Ray Fisher but I feel like some scenes were overacted that's one of the cons I have for Justice League, I felt like in some scenes he was overdoing it. But again, if my whole storyline was cut from the original version, I'd be pissed too. Like, there is nothing for Cyborg in the 2017 version of Justice League. There is so much more here. You understand so much more about him. Mm -hmm. Flash's storyline is a lot better. And I think Flash also benefited from Justice League. Obviously, there was poor CGI. These are my cons now. There was poor CGI in places, specifically uh, with the Parademons when they were taking Victor's dad back to the base. Um, he was, like, floating, and it looked like he was, like, on wires, and I was like, that sucks. Uh, some of the hero shots and slow-mo sections didn't add to the story. It was just there to kind of, for eye candy and glamour shots. Like, for instance, there's no reason for Aquaman to be standing on the side of the, the bay with the with the water splashing his face for like 15 minutes. Like you could have cut that scene so much shorter. Um, I thought the epilogue was irrelevant to the movie, but I enjoyed it because all it does is, is make fans. It stops fans from saying, where's the rest of it? <laughs> like there is no more, you know, four hours of content. There is no more to give. He gave us everything. So stop, you know, stop complaining. Uh, but all in all, nine out of 10. <clears throat> uh, 
I don't know what to say after that, to be honest, because I know you've been wanting this for oh, for a long I ass time. I really and the wanted amount of to see shit this. Zach talks about Zack Snyder. I was so I was I okay. So fa- Zach, before I give my review, I just have to give a little backstory on this. Zach and I had been we Facetime right after I watched it, and I will say I was blown away, and Zach could see it on my face, and. My only worry, I wasn't talking shit about the film ahead of time, but my only worry was that it wasn't going to be the hype that everyone had hoped for. Because I know for me that if, like, this was a Marvel film, and I hate comparing the two, because they're potato, it's tomato and tomato. Um, or tomato and potatoes, whatever. So, <laughs> if a Marvel film like this had come out for me, like, Endgame, an uncut Endgame or whatever, I would... I would under I understand the hype completely. So mm-hmm. it, it would it would devastate me if it what it didn't live up to it. But as someone who's not as into DC but loves DC, I have to say the film grabbed me. Um, couple pointers, same. <laughs> I just wrote these out right before you wrote the podcast. Like I said, I didn't have time to. No, you're fine. So, <laughs> um, okay, something you didn't touch on, which I was very, very shocked with. I don't know if you'll notice it now. Okay, first thing I have to say that bothered the shit out of me with this film was Mira's accent came out of nowhere. She was talking. <laughs> did you did you hear that at any point? Yeah, was, I did. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, So I'm very shocked you didn't mention it. Cause I was I that was one of the things I was waiting so I was waiting to mention this. I didn't uh, care about her okay, enough but the to thing remember was, that. I, okay. I really But the didn't thing care. was is that if you watch it in the original Justice League, she's not thing british no, she's not she's british not. and aquaman either and then all of a sudden she goes she's oh yeah here and i'm like i go which accent are you trying to pull off she was like i'm gonna th-, at the end of that like, i'm gonna throw this spear through that bastard's chest and i was like what's going on i was like amber heard no honey no this yeah, is why you have a petition I, I, against you. Anyways, sorry. Um, no, I had to mention that. That was the one thing that literally, like, yeah. ooh, ticked me off the most in the film. But um, I just had to mention that because I was cracking up every single time she came on the screen with it. Um, kind of going out of order, but whatever. Um, that flash scene. Okay, I wrote it like that. <laughs> um, saving Iris West. <laughs> so that whole scene... I was warned, Cassie actually told me ahead of time, she goes, that scene is phenomenal. So I'm like, all right, let me watch. Um, I think the, the, him grabbing the hot dog, that was just stupid. I I was, but, but it it was stupid. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think that that, like all that slow-mo going on was, I, I liked it. That's the kind of like, that's kind of for me. What's leading? What we should have seen leading into his Flash film, because okay, and then that's all my all my other reviews come towards the end. But that was another thing too. The slow motion for each of the fight scenes, I like that we got those. They were kind of obnoxious a little bit with Amazonians. Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, though. Like there was a bunch, especially with like the throwback scene, with all like the. Um, heroes fighting off Dark Side and all that, like all the little like minion. I don't know. What that scene was a little too long. Yeah, it was. It was overdrawn and i expected mm-hmm. green lantern to be and i don't think he was um he but wasn't that was, but a a green a lantern green lantern yes um, so that was one of my predictions yeah. in my head going into the film was i think i said it actually before too i wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a green lantern or somebody but mm-hmm. 
there were a couple scenes, uh, there were a couple fight scenes for me that were like over drawn out, like especially, um, I'm all over the place right now with my thoughts. Um, another scene was with Wonder Woman, the original scene where she's like falling and get trying to get the sword to slash one of those, like, I'm going to call it minions. Um, Parademons. Parademons, thank you. <laughs> to slash the parademon, and then Flash comes in. I love how every scene in this film was detailed to a T. Like how you said Snyder likes likes his CGI. He likes mm-hmm. to his CGI effects. Um, I think they were a little too good for this film, especially with just like the slow motion on that scene. It kind of just like overdraw it draw it drew it out for too much for me, I have to say. But I liked it. I did. Um Cyborg storyline, like you said, I love, love that we got that part of him. I like that we saw, like, his football background. We heard, because it just, this film just made every, and I said this to you on FaceTime the other day, this film made every storyline make so much more sense going forward. Because when we were first told, okay, The Flash is coming out with the film, Cyborg is going to be in it, I immediately thought, that's the most random freaking, like, pairing. And then watching this film... I loved seeing their friendship grow and see mm-hmm. how, like, they connected as two buds. Because they're kind of like... I don't want to say they're, like, the outcast, but that's how they uh, felt to me in the in yeah. the league. They kind of yeah. felt like the outer mm-hmm. side just because well, they were Well, they are the younger... Yeah, but they weren't, the, like, in how they all met... The how Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman met up in Batman versus Superman. They right, kind of right. already had that on each other. Yeah, but Cyborg yeah. and... That's how I just, it, that's just how it felt to me. I don't know how it felt to other people, but like, it's just my opinion. Um, no, I got you. But I loved, I loved their friendship and I liked seeing storylines progress because now it makes more sense going into the future for the Flash film. It's going to make sense seeing how like him and Batman's, how he did become a mentor to Barry Allen. I liked seeing that. It's going to make more sense. Like, everything in this film just made more sense going forward yeah. for future films. And especially with Wonder Woman, um, maybe even Superman. But we'll see. And it does suck because I really do wish that Ray Fisher would still be around to t- to con- continuously progress the cyborg storyline. Because it would have been amazing to see him in The Flash and other films and see how he, like progresses as that character um i I said this to you on facetime the other day i love that there was no family needing to be saved like how in the first justice league that was the most random ass thing joss whedon could have thrown in there and honestly watching this film it did it took me up until like the last fight scene that i was like wait a second wasn't there a family in the first one i feel like he thought he was still in an avengers film like it was Sokovia. It was very Snyder? Sokovia-esque. It was. That That's scene what... with the family. And it was really, really weird. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that... One thing I do think, though, yeah. the, uh, the British um, gangster field trip scene. What scene was that? Yeah, where Wonder Woman burst through and she... Um, oh, the bank? Yes, the bank thing or whatever. It was like a field trip to to, to the yeah, court yeah. to a courtroom, right? Um, Where we first see her again. Yeah, little weird that scene and a little too long. I don't know. It felt. I feel like with Snyder, he just tries we, to give we each saw, character. We saw, 
we saw that scene in was it that in the original justice league i kind of remember that's how we first meet her right so the way wonder woman has been so far is she hasn't had like super speed she's been very strong but not like that strong Mm-hmm. And that scene felt weird because she was just, like moving at rapid pace, blocking all the bullets. And then like when she came in, she burst at the door and she just zipped across the room. And I was like, this is not something we've seen her do before. So is it that Zach's showing her true power in this? Or has Patty not gone that far with, Wandavi- uh, with um, Wonder Woman? I was very confused so the i i think you're right with i with patty jenkins i think that she's kind her films are showing her progressing through the decades Mm -hmm. this so i i wouldn't be surprised if that's true if patty jenkins is like okay nine when we first see her she's kind of still like getting used to her ability she doesn't know who she is 1984 comes around she's still kind of like getting used to it like she's lost love of her life years prior so she's in her own little world um i think by the time we do see her in batman versus superman i think she's come full circle almost i think that's when her bit like she's had years to practice so i'm not i wouldn't be surprised but she wasn't that strong in batman versus superman either i mean she was formidable but i mean she wasn't like starting the hedgehog fast she was she was she was ridiculously fast in this one and it felt just progression to be honest but that i it could just be the director also who knows could be i i think it was the director to show off the speed ramping and her abilities that's what i think it was it was it was flash-esque and it made me slightly uncomfortable but Mm -hmm. then again you know i don't know whether comic book material states that she is stupid quick like that so i don't want to say anything and put my foot in my mouth but i just think from from dceu material she has not been that fast and that felt like a a a detour from the character unless there's something where zach is showing us her full potential so that when patty jenkins does the third movie we see it and we're like oh we're already used to that you know that's what i'm thinking but who i we don't even know where the third film's gonna yeah take off um oh martian you already touched on um oh i hate that i read spoilers ahead of time because people were saying no 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 it wasn't spoiler spoilers but people were saying that martian like i heard all these characters were coming back so i wasn't surprised when i saw them oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so when martin when i get a martian manhunt thing yeah and i knew deathstroke because somebody like leaked that deathstroke was in there um martian i liked him i really thought I, I thought it was kind of random. That's that's like the most that's the most popular word I've heard from it was that Martian was just a random character. Um, I do wish she had more scenes. I wish she had more kind of time, but we'll see if they do bring him back. I'm not talking bad. I'm just saying. No, like, I'm just. I find that comment weird because obviously, if you ever watched the Justice League cartoons, you would know Martian Manhattan's part of the Justice League. So it's okay. I mean, fair. he would he I, would I be there Justice at League. some point. I mean, I, I think I think considering the fact that. I think his introduction could be seen as weird because he was pretending to be Martha Clark, and that's a little Which bit weird. Which that did. I can I, I can that say that. Threw but me. I enjoyed that reveal. I will say it, I it did was too. a nice I, I little did. spark for me. I thought it was I thought it was random, but I loved it because I was like, oh, that makes sense. He's trying to get Lois 
like give her yeah. her motivation back, which was mm-hmm. smart. And I yeah. and I give I do give them props for that. Speaking of Lois, um, I like that this made her okay. No, just listen. It made the story arc make more sense for me this time around because you see, the only time we really see Lois, I think, in Justice League was a little before Superman came back. Like, I think she was in it a tiny bit. And then this just made more sense for me to see, like, the foreclosure ahead of time, to see, like, her relationship with Martha when it was really Martian, but to see how it continued on with that Superman being there. And I thought the pregnancy test was extremely random. I don't know why they threw that in. It was kind of stupid for me, but I heard so many, I heard, the the things that we heard ahead of time, like they were trying to give Batman and Lois a storyline together. I was like, no, you can't do that. Um, Which I'm glad that they axed. I liked this for her, for her character because it just, it does show, I didn't like that it showed her as like, I don't want to call her a weak woman, but it showed her kind of depression after Superman was gone. Like, after Clark Kent, I should say, was gone. And um, I like seeing where she was. I did. I like seeing her come back to her normal self and be like, okay, just because he's gone doesn't mean I can't go back and I can't continue to live my life. Um, those scenes were cute. I like that they went back to the farm. I just like Lois in this I just like her as Lois Lane. People can come at me, but I, I like Amy Adams as Lois Lane. That's all I'll say. I know you have your opinions. No, I. I she felt like an afterthought to me. Afterthought? What do you mean? Like, she was not important to the story, although there have been several accounts in the story that she's supposed to be the key, and you never really feel like she is at any point during the movie that she has an important part to play in there. I guess she gave the movie humanity, but yeah. outside of that was very, I don't know. I, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I'm going to say, no, I, I, I genuinely think, but this is also because I love Lois Lane's storyline, especially in the comics. I think this this version shows i'm not going to get my words out correctly but this this film for her character i believe showed what life was like after clark it shows that it did affect her in a big way and that she she's still human like just because she no, was dating a superhero she's still human yeah. it's still fresh for her we don't know how long they were actually together before just like they they don't really show a timeline but i think that it shows that she is the key because he proposed i don't know i'm just i'm trying so hard i'm to just no i but i i feel like you shouldn't have to try so hard to connect the dots that's what i'm saying is it should be very I'm not clear trying hard. i just don't is, know i can't i can't form my words <laughs> i i felt like she was great in terms of showing the humanity of the yeah. situation Right, but would the film have suffered if we didn't have those scenes? No, and so that leads me to believe that it wasn't that important in the grand scheme of things. That's and fair. obviously, would I would I want to see it? Of course, but I think that leads to a separate Superman film that would have been fantastic if we got that leading in 
to then the rebirth of Superman, you know? But, do we know why he hasn't... Re- sorry, do you... That reminds me. Do we know why he hasn't received his Man of Steel sequel? Or, like, they just didn't... Well, the... DC no longer wants to continue with the Snyderverse. They don't. They they are going their own separate ways with um, Zack Snyder with with uh, DC material. So as a result, um, we were gonna get what the what the I've heard is the the pregnancy test is there as an Easter egg to Man of Tomorrow, which is the Superman sequel. Yeah. Which is where Clark has a kid with Lois Lane, potentially. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's in there. And there's a lot of stuff in Justice League that are Easter eggs to future movies, such as the Mm -hmm. ending nightmare scene with Joker um, that leads on to... And we haven't even talked about Joker yet, which is just... That's my next Can thought. Can we? That's your next thought? Okay. We'll get, we'll get that into that in a bit. But um, obviously there are a lot of Easter eggs that are pointing towards uh, other films. And that's why fans are now like restore the Snyderverse. Because, I mean, there's, there's, there's so much there now to kind of chew on that you kind of want it. But Well, I mean, now that you mentioned Joker... Um... <laughs> Leading into that scene, um, I just, I have to say, Zach got so annoyed with me on Saturday because I kept texting him. There were two scenes that I was genuinely looking forward to. And what the first one was the Jared Leto scene and the second one was Lex Luthor. So I I text Zach and I'm like, I go, isn't Lex Luthor supposed to be in this? And he's like, continue watching. And then I asked him again, wait, isn't Jared Leto? He goes, he just stopped answering me. Um... (laughs) So that's What's scene. the film, man? I know, watch the but I'm, film. you know me. I just, I can't wait. No, you have to watch the film. You and I stay till the end of a Marvel movie I just know. because we know there's going to be end credits. Stay till the end. <laughs> finish the film. That's all I was asking you to do is finish the film. It would, you would have had your questions answered if you finished the film. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, though. Okay. Um, this was This is my... My first and only question for this scene. Do you feel like this scene should have been more in the middle of the film? The nightmare or, scene? Yes. Or do you think it was perfect at the end? Because I was I don't think it of... was perfect at the end. But I, I don't think, think it... it should have been in the middle of the film. Because to be honest, the first time, the nightmare scene felt off. And you were like, oh, like in the first Batman vs. Superman? In Batman vs. Superman, it feels weird. You were like, what is this? Yeah. Um, I, so I don't know if I would have enjoyed it midway through the film, but again, that's another Easter egg to a future film. And so part of me's like, part of me wonders if that was removed. Would the film be any less good? And I don't think so. I really don't think it was necessary. Because With Jared Leto? Yeah, I really don't think it was necessary. Besides just fan service and fodder. I, I really don't see how it propels the story in any way. Yes, there is supposed to be this nightmare where Darkseid wins and um, the anti-life That's equation That's what that represented? Darkseid winning? Yeah, so there's like a, a where Darkseid wins in the anti-life equation and he demolishes the world. And I guess somehow Batman recruits Joker, Mira, Cyborg, and Deathstroke, Deathstroke 
to help him kill Darkseid in in a distant future. I'm only speculating because that's what it seems like. It seemed like the eventuality because evil. obviously at the end you can tell Darkseid is going to come back because the anti-life equation is on Earth and Earth is the only planet that stood up to him so far that he hasn't beaten. So I the the, the idea is that Darkseid is going to come back and destroy Earth and I think that's what's gonna we're gonna be left with this weird four, I guess. And then Superman turns evil. You think that's Superman somewhere. turning evil? Yeah, Superman was definitely working for Darkseid. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh no, guy. they were trying to kill Superman. My bad. They were trying to kill Superman. And Superman shows up. Yeah, Superman shows up. Because doesn't they said like Lois dying was Batman's fault or something? Or Jer- or Joker said it too. If you hear one yeah, of the lines, I think he's like, Lewis "You're the reason di- why Lois." Lewis dying probably calls Clark to switch, or I I don't know. It's um, not clear I, to me. That scene was I I love the scene. I really did. That's why it was for me. It was random, at least. Um, yeah, because I see, because I I you feel like it is the nightmare scene, and then you're I was watching it, and. <laughs> It was just all these random ass characters because you, you just saw Deathstroke with Lex Luthor the mm-hmm. scene prior, which we'll go back to that in a second. Um, but that was random, and then I was trying to figure out if it was Flash or Cyborg with them because I I thought it was Flash to be honest. But Flash was there too. So it was Flash. It, it was both Flash and Cyborg. Flash, Cyborg, Deathstroke, Mira, and Batman. Yeah, Mira's fucking accent in that. Sorry, but Mira's accent in that scene that also. Um, sent me um the jared leto and batman scene was something that was anticipated i feel like and i do think it delivered i think that both of them i loved you know what shot i loved though and i have to say this was probably one of my favorite shots out of the whole film um not zeroing in on joker's face yeah where it's kind of like batman's point of view on his face and it's kind of blurry while he's while Jared Leto's having his monologue, and then it like at a certain like point when he starts talking about his kid Robin, when he starts talking about like when you you send a child to do your dirty work, and it like kind of just automatically like clears up his face and gets like his face becomes so clear, and I was like, damn, that's a good, that's a good shot for me at least. That was one of the best shots. But it could be. I mean, I. What the amount of people who came out and said that that interaction was the best Joker Batman interaction they've ever seen. I don't think it was the best, but I do think the, it was the blasphemy. <laughs> the blasphemy. Christian Balen. Yeah, Christian was... Balen Heath Ledger is the best Batman Joker interaction I've yeah. seen in a long time. I oh, know, absolutely. I was like, who thinks this is good? I do have to go back and watch that scene because I kind of, in my head, I want to compare both, which I should have done before this, but. I, I cannot stand Jared Leto as Joker. I'm I over think he it. did better this I'm time. I'm over it. I'm over it. Like, what, I did. What? You know what? I loved, I have to say this, I loved, loved Batman going, you know, Harley begged me to kill her so she didn't have to be on this earth with you. And I was like, they're just going to go at it with each other on this, aren't they? But 
But it there was, was no there was no tension whatsoever. Like, I, they're on I the same team. I thought there was some tension. But you know what? That's just I, me. I, I, I'm not, like, you're I better know, with this I universe. Did, I did not feel intimidated by Joker. I felt it was a gimmick. I didn't feel intimidated by him, but um, I felt uh, sad uh, for him. It's, like, the worst laugh for Joker ever. I felt like this did give him a little bit of redemption as Joker. I feel like if he was brought back more in this, I feel like if he comes back as Joker, I feel like his character, his, it's gonna improve. The only way, the only way, yeah, there is redemption for Joker. For Jared Leto's Joker. Yes, is the air cut. There is the only way. And they already Jared announced Leto's, it today. They're not releasing the air cut. I know. I know. That's so and sad. David Ayer is like, why? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but you need to see. I was like, but you need to see. I feel I like think- with, with air cut, I genuinely think we would get such a better storyline. I feel like yes, we'll get. Yes, absolutely. I feel like every arc will make sense. Like how Snyder cut did. You think yeah. that you would think that the studio would be like, Snyder cut did so well. Let's do the air cut. Well, I mean, it's still early. Let's be honest. It's still early for Snyder Cut in terms of, of, of did it do well or not. It's still early. But I think... It all, got the most views for a premiere. Everything points towards this. This was a great idea. So... But I think another thing is I don't think studios want... And this is something I am exploring in a blog that I'm going to post soon where I don't think studios want to continue doing this because right now this is set a precedent where sorry I was about to sneeze and it where I fans are probably it. where fans are going to expect more of right his or feel like they can petition for whatever they want and make things happen so social so really... are like yeah social are like let's not continue doing this because we've done this once yes it was great but if we do it more than once we're gonna have more fans be like release this person's cut oh you do know this, the dc fans that. are gonna bully the studio like they did i the mean Snyder yeah cut. but i don't think the studio is gonna yield considering the fact they just let go of the guy you know you let go of snyder i don't think, think they snyder care is like letting go of kevin feige not <laughs> not in the same you don't think realm. so no, no. And even like a friend of the podcast, Cassie, made a, a, a statement that um, can we oh. just have Snyder make DC films from now on? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, no, we don't. No, we don't. I, yes, I'd love to have somebody with his enthusiasm, but I think we well, I think need... Patty Jenkins does a good job, too, which is something I said to Cassie. I but even, even, Patty even Patty Jenkins, Jenkins even Patty Jenkins plays off of Zack Snyder's material. Yeah. I think Wonder Woman plays off of what Zack Snyder already set up for Wonder Woman. And you can tell because they're friends and they talked and they had obviously many meetings about this character. So you can see it. I think I think if we had Zack Snyder as an executive producer or a producer like Kevin Feige is, then maybe. But I don't think as a director, Zack Snyder and Kevin Feige are in the same realm. I think Kevin Feige has... A little bit more vision, and I think now, given the uh, success of the different Marvel materials, is more likely to let creators be creators, let directors direct their films. Well, we also with, have to wait and see how Matt Reeves does next year with Batman, because the way he 
spoke about the Batman and just everything in general, you could see the passion in his persona, but also in his voice. And who knows, maybe... maybe yeah, you like, need okay, somebody who is passionate. You need somebody who is passionate to be... And you could hear in his of, voice. Yes, you could, yes. Like, he didn't mm-hmm. give anything away, but he explained, okay, we really wanted to dive into Gotham City. We really want to go before everything happens. Right. And I was like... I'm like, damn, I'm not a huge Batman fan, but he made me into a Batman fan at that moment. Because I think that's that's what you get from Kevin Feige, though. You get excitement yeah. that he he loves what he does. He loves the material. And he's, he, he really loves the fans. So you feel a connection there. With DC, you don't have that. DC still feels like a major corporation. And so while I think tonally, I don't want to see every film look like Batman versus Superman, Justice League. Yeah. I think that that would be very boring. But I do want a creative figurehead who loves the material and is looking to search for new voices and push the boundaries of filmmaking in the DCEU. Like, I would love to see that. So, it's very... I did notice, though, that they took out the scene of Superman and Flash racing. I was a little happy about that because I was a little quirky. I, but I like that scene. I did kind of like cute, that scene. But I just, it was cute, I, I but I just, I could have gone that's the thing. it. I think that's the thing is is the scenes, that's why Justice League 2017 is so hard to watch because the scenes where Zack Snyder's in it are so dark and, and, and gritty and the scenes that Joss Whedon did are kind of light that it just feels really off. So, I, I don't know. I, I definitely don't think that DC needs to be the dark, mysterious side of filmmaking and Marvel's kind of the light, colorful side of the comic book universe. You know, I, I, I think both can coexist and there can be elements in both. Uh, but yeah. I mean, they have a 10 more projects still coming out. We still have Shazam, um, Fury of the Gods starts filming mm-hmm. this year. Apparently, they're, they're filming at the end of the summer. Oh, my rating for Justice League, I agree with you, was 9. 9 out of 10. I think it brought so much like grittiness to it. Um, supposedly, there was cursing. I mean, I wasn't paying that much attention. I need to go back. That's what I'm going to do throughout this week is I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch it. Not in parts, but I'm going to try and watch as much of it as I can throughout the week just to like rewatch the beginning because I don't I just I wasn't paying attention the first maybe two hours like I was paying attention but I wasn't giving it my full attention my full attention I don't want to say attention again um (laughs) but we have so many we we do have a bunch of films coming off of this I think now Flash's storyline is gonna make so much more sense I loved loved seeing that they did lose and then Flash went back in time after, like, that, for me, I love the foreshadowing halfway through the film when they brought Superman back, where he said, well, if I go back too much in time, I could hit Flashpoint, which I haven't done that yet, but I can do this, and I was like, okay, I wonder if we're going to actually get that now, if we're going to see it happen in this film, and then when it happened, I was like, okay, this is what I needed to see, for me personally, I needed to see that in order to be like, okay, Flashpoint or the Flash, whatever they're calling it. Now we're gonna see maybe Batman kind of honing in his abilities. We're gonna see Batman mentoring him, and then Michael Keaton's gonna like. There's just so much that I'm looking forward to with his film that it like this Snyder cut made me more excited to see what Ezra Miller's film 
can bring and what it'll progress for the DCEU going mm-hmm. forward. Because mm-hmm. who knows? There could be so many projects that come out of it. There could be a lot of projects that come out of Shazam, Black Adam, um, the Batman. We still have to see what they do with that. How if, if Robert Pattinson will be a part of the DCEU at one point, if he does come in after Flashpoint... Or if, if, if it's a standalone film, if it's its own universe, I would be okay with that too. Because I don't feel like, I really feel don't think it needs to be a part of this world. I think if it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong too, if it's its own standalone film and brings out so many other mini projects for that side of the universe, I would be happy to. Well, I, I was explaining this to my co-worker because... Because she was confused about the many different Batmans we have. Which Katie was confused too. She right. was not understanding. She goes, but so, doesn't Robert Pattinson get brought in here? I said, not necessarily. Yeah. So I believe, this is my hypothesis. Again, don't don't take what I'm saying well, as truth. Well, you're more right I, than I am. I don't know, but this is my guess of what I seem to think is happening. So the Flash essentially is Zack Snyder's character. We both agree on that. Essentially, Wait, the Zach Flash Snyder, is Zack Snyder's Andrew Miller's... Yes. Do we yes. Re- both agree on that? Yes. So given that, you need a Batman that Zack Snyder's already used. Batfleck. Which is where Batfleck comes in, right? Yes. Then I'm guessing in the Flash, something about time that Flash is going to run so fast, he goes into another universe and he picks up Ben Affleck's Batman. That's my hypothesis. Michael Keaton's Batman. Michael Keaton, sorry. My bad. Michael Keaton's Batman, right? So that's that thing, right? Then you've got same Batman because it's Snyderverse. You are is in Justice League. And then you have Matt Reeves' as The Batman, which is his own thing. Now that we know that Zack's not coming back and Ben Affleck has given up Batman for good after, after Flash, Flash is done, yeah. right? Moving forward, it would be Robert Pattinson's Batman. But then yes. that could be its own completely new thing. Does that mean that DC's going to put Matt Reeves on it and say, hey, this is yours, run with it, you know, and, and, and create another universe that one that is economically viable, but also very entertaining for DC fans? Because I get the sense that I don't really know what happened between DC and Zack Snyder. But I do get the sense that DC was like, listen, your movies are way too long. We want more creative control over what you're doing. And and you seem to have all the all the chips and we're not sure how we feel about that anymore. And so I think there was probably friction in that department because obviously given what was changed and what was cut in Justice League, the first, the 2017 makes me think that that could be a reason. But I think the way Matt Reeves has handled things makes me interested to see if DC pick Matt Reeves as the guy moving forward. And then... That's what because, I mean, sure. every other movie besides Zack Snyder's material is under three hours. So at least an hour and a half, two hours. And I think that makes more sense to studios than three four hour epics. So we don't even know I wonder what Batman is. I believe it'll probably be around two hours. I think two and a half. 
I'm not making a bet this time. Most most superhero movies are around two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. So I think so. But yeah, so that's why we have different Batmans, and I think at some point something's gonna make sense. But I think Joker was great being a one-off. I think Batman would be great being a one-off. I think that the. I think DC has spent so much time trying to chase Marvel that I think now they're at a point where they realize they don't need to. And even fans have brought up, it's like, we don't need to be chasing Marvel. Marvel can do its own thing with this extended universe and have all these things. Obviously, with the pandemic, it's proven that planning things out way in advance isn't viable anymore. So, you know, I think one-off movies are great. I think that's the way forward. I don't even need a Joker prequel, to be honest. I don't think that it's necessary. I really want... A penguin film. And and I'm going to wait until Colin Farrell's performance and see it for myself. But he I genuinely believe he's going to be so good that I'm going to want a couple part origin Dude. story or, or, or a spin-off. Because I, I think that's the way to go. Give, give us these characters and let us explore them. I will say with the first trailer for Batman, and we've talked about this so many times before, but I have to bring it back up. The fact that we didn't recognize Colin Farrell the first time, it took us, what, like two or, I think it took me three to four watches. Yeah. And then you finally said to me one day, you're like, did you know it's Colin Farrell in the trailer? And I said, no. I go, he's on the trailer. They didn't show every character. And you're like, no, they did. <laughs> and that's what, for me, I think that exact moment was when I was like, this film is really going to... I think it's really going to take off. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to they're really going to get more films. I think Zoe Kravitz, her character look... I mean, because when, when they said she was going to be Catwoman, I'm expecting how Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman or Anne Hathaway's, like how she's all dressed in like just like the nicer kind of black outfit. But then this one, like it's really the beginning for all of them. Like they're really all getting into their characters and that's something... Seeing her become Selena Kyle, seeing Colin Farrell become... Like, seeing just Robert Pattinson handle, like, all these villains that we're supposed to get, I'm just... I, I It's a year away. We were supposed to get it, what, this October? Hey, listen. I read I'm, The Court of Owls Volume 1 and Volume 2, and if, yeah. if the Batman even touches any of this, it's going to be amazing. Is it? I, Yeah. I'm really excited for talons. I'm hoping that we get some talons. What's a talons? But yeah. Uh, talons of the Court of Owls. Oh, okay. They're like soldiers, undead, oh. or dead soldiers. Oh. Not soldiers, well, basically just ninjas, <laughs> in a way, you know. Well, they do have layman's term. a Halloween scene. Yes, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but any final thoughts on anything we've talked about? No. Your Snyder Cut is finally here. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really happy for you because I know it's I, been a long time I'm coming. I'm very happy. And I, I want to say I'm so happy I was surprised by it because I genuinely felt like somewhere deep down here I was going to hate it. And I'm glad I didn't, because <laughs> I had I 
I was super excited for it because I knew it was going to be good, but I just didn't know how good. And that's mm-hmm. that's what bothered me. So I'm glad I have my answers now. I would agree. I don't have much. Just I think Justice League did really well. I was really surprised. I think, honestly, the second half. I think the... Yes. As soon as I got halfway through, the last half the really last, got the me. The last two hours, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, last two hours. Up. It was... Yeah, those mm-hmm. were good. Um, but yeah, no. I'm happy it finally came out. Happy we finally saw it. Blew my mind a little bit, but hope I. I just hope we get someone that exactly like not exactly like Snyder, but I hope Matt Reeves becomes the next. I uh, hope for me. I hope they don't touch it. I hope that I hope that this is a lesson to allow yeah directors to make what they originally set out to make. I hope studios have a lot more faith in the directors that they pick for projects moving forward mm-hmm. after this point but i think one of the cool things as in i this only makes army of the dead seem a lot more interesting than it is for i think Batman. given i think yeah cuz i think i think arguably Zack Snyder is getting to the point where he's at the peak of his powers you know Mm-hmm. I think with with a couple more films, he will be able to mesh great cinematography with great storytelling. I think right now it's getting there because always it's always been cinematography has been great and storytelling has been less so. And I think Justice League kind of brought them in in a in a balance in a way. I still thought the story was a little off in places, but it was a lot better than previous projects. I only hope that Army of the Dead, given it's completely something new to a lot of people, that it will come back up, be kind of level. That's my hope. I love it. I love the passion. (laughs) But yeah. I don't have any more final thoughts for once. (laughs) Surprising. And on that note, this was another episode of TWSS with Zach. And Nicole. See you guys next time.